because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. Hi, hello, and welcome. Hope you had a great holiday weekend, Father's Day, Juneteenth as well. I am Scott Inez. Appreciate you being here today. You can find the podcast all over the place, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find it on demand for free right there in the WDBO app. You can also find me on the radio every weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando Streamus. They're in the WDBO app. If you are headed to the airport right now, listening to the old Inez Says podcast, good luck to you. <laughs> good luck to you. You're going to need all the luck in the world. It was another travel Armageddon over the weekend. A holiday weekend has seen thousands of flights canceled or delayed. Flying has just been a nightmare here recently. Listen to these numbers. Some 19,000 flights have been canceled or delayed since Thursday, while over 4,200 U.S. flights were delayed and 900 canceled on Sunday alone. So what else? The airlines are blaming severe weather, staffing shortages as the main causes of these issues. But a shortage of pilots appears to be what is really driving this bus right now. But look, the FAA is now requiring pilots to retire at age 65. So thousands of pilots chose retirement, early retirement, at the beginning of the pandemic. Pilots unions say they have not been replaced quickly enough. And with us being in a boom time for travel right now, it's summertime, it's a holiday weekend, and people are just sick and tired of being sick and tired. They're sick and tired of being cooped up in their houses during the pandemic. We are seeing more and more delays and cancellations here. And I really believe that the feds need to take a good hard look at the forced retirements of pilots today. Let's tell it like it is here. All right, we've got a 79-year-old man running the United States of America right now. By the way, the same dude that fell off his bike in Delaware this past weekend. And you mean to tell me that we can't have 65-year-olds flying our airplanes? The FAA now forces pilots to hang them up after the age of 65. Which would you rather have, a 65-year-old experienced veteran pilot or a 30-year-old just out of flight school? I don't know about you. But I'm taking the 65-year-old seven days a week and twice on Sunday. I think the feds need to rethink that position. 65, to me, is the new 55. You have a lot of very mentally and physically fit 65-year-olds out there. That's what I would do. If I were king for a day, I would raise that age. Make it 69. Heck, make it 70. Why not? The economy is all about supply and demand. The demand is there, but the supply is not. Let's go get these experienced pilots back into the cockpit again because these delays and cancellations are absolutely ridiculous. So anyway, I had a chance to catch up recently with Mike Hatton. Mike is a former commercial airline pilot and an expert on the aviation industry, and he shed some light as to what is going on in the industry right now. Tell us about this pilot shortage that we've been hearing a lot about. Why are the airlines scrambling to find pilots right now, Mike? Good morning, Scott, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. The struggle to find pilots is uh, because of several reasons. It's the age 65 mandatory retirement that's been coming for a while. Um, COVID, the pandemic, uh, nobody could have anticipated that. 
Uh, a lot of pilots left the industry, both as a part of an early retirement package offered by the airline executives because they really had no idea, had no way of knowing if and when demand would return. It returned much faster than they anticipated. So that's why we're seeing the shortage of pilots uh, for now. The age 65 retirement rule, uh, many, many things are creating the perfect storm and creating the shortage. Tell me about the age 65 retirement rule, because a lot of people at, 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 the, at that age are just coming into their own, Mike. Why is it that the airlines continue to insist on that rule? Well, thank you. I like to think that I'm coming into my <laughs> own. <laughs> and don't we all? When, uh, a few years ago, uh, I'll remind you, give you a little history. About 10 years ago, the mandatory retirement age was uh, age 60, and I was looking at that. Mm. And uh, shortly before that, it changed. Uh, to age 65 because the medical standards, uh, you know, in the U.S. had uh, increased and uh, technology had increased to where they felt like they could safely go to age 65, and they've demonstrated that. Lindsey Graham has introduced a bill to increase that to 67, hmm. like Europe. Uh, however, I don't think there's a lot of opposition to that. I don't think we'll see that for a few years. Mm. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, you know a problem. You lose a lot of experience when you get to that uh, that level of flying. Yeah, I, I keep going back to this. You know, from thirty thousand feet, if you will, the airlines got billions of our tax dollars during COVID to stay afloat. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. But what did they do with that money? Because they certainly didn't spend it on much needed pilots here, Mike. Well, that's uh, an excellent question. And I don't have that big a peek behind the curtain to know exactly what they did with it. But I know that it came in two tranches and they went into cash preservation mode immediately. Uh, their burn rate, some, uh, some of the airlines burn rate was uh, tens of millions of dollars per day. I can remember the airline that I was uh, at, they were trying to get the burn rate down to uh, uh, 10 to $15 million a day and they would be happy if they could do that. Mm. You know, they many of them invested in equipment that was uh, needed. They invested in employees. They invested in early retirements, like I talked about earlier, and also leaves of absence that were at a reduced pay to keep people from being furloughed so that when they didn't need them to come back, they'd be ready to come back. Yeah. Well, there is, as you know, a two-pilot rule on commercial airlines. I wonder, is it time to get rid of the two-pilot rule? What do you think? Well, I tell this story when I'm asked that question. When I was hired back in the 90s, a captain told me that the flight deck of the future would have two people on it, uh, a captain and a dog. The captain's job was to feed the dog, and the dog's job was to bite the captain if he tried to touch anything. And <laughs> but So now to give you the serious answer yeah. to that, uh, that, that is being studied by the manufacturers and the FAA. I've read uh, some articles about this. I wrote an article about this recently that was very controversial. I wasn't advocating for or against. I was just pointing out the research going on behind the screens. What I found in my research was that uh, it's predicted to be 2060 before that ever would take place. And the reason for that is technology and automation has to increase exponentially above what it is today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, uh, heck, I saw a movie about this. Uh, I think it was Denzel Washington movie where the pilot's falling asleep and putting it on all pilot, so forth and so on. Could these planes, I mean, uh, God forbid something happens to that one particular pilot, but could these planes as they're designed right now be flown by one pilot safely? It could safely be flown by one pilot. Uh, you know, I mean, there are a number of factors right now. We, we call it, uh, used to be called a pilot flying and a pilot non-flying. 
you know, and the alternated legs the, from the captain and the first officer. Now it's called the pilot flying and the pilot monitoring. Mm. And it's said that the pilot monitoring has as an important job, if not more important than the pilot flying, because he's making sure all the entries are made into all the computers correctly and uh, everything like that. And you navigate because we fly these airplanes around the world now. We fly them over the North Pole. We fly them out through the Pacific. We fly them over Russia, out through, uh, you know, to India and uh, different places. And, you know, you can create an international incident very quickly if things aren't done correctly. Sure, sure. I'm looking at some of the prices of airline tickets this summer. Life is just really expensive right now, but flying is just out of the range for a lot of folks here. Is this going to continue, Mike? If we don't see some relief in fuel prices, uh, the, the short answer to that is yes. Mm. Uh, it's it's supply and demand just like in any industry. Now, because of the pilot shortage, so many airlines have parked airplanes. They've removed uh, routes. They have, I just read today where Toledo's losing uh, uh, an airline. I forgot the airline, but uh, they're losing uh, uh, some routes into Toledo. As we lose these routes and less seats are in the market, the airplanes get fuller. So that's why the airlines are able to keep prices high. Uh, and they're trying the best they can to give them credit to not make them so high that it's unaffordable. Now, this demand has returned incredibly fast, and the challenge is for them to predict if it's going to be permanent or if it's just people uh, that were ready to get out of the house during COVID, and then the demand falls off. That's the question that is really hard for network planning uh, departments and airlines to answer. Thanks to Mike Hatton, a former commercial airline pilot and an expert in the aviation industry. That's going to wrap it up for the Inez Says Podcast. As always, appreciate you being here. You can find me on the radio each and every weekday with Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.